everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a spoiler talk review for The Owl House Season 2, Episode 8. Huh, I wonder where 7 went. Dubbed Knock Knock Knocking on Hootie's Door. That's right, folks. We're going to be talking about Episode 8, but to do a little catch up from Episode 7. Now, you guys are probably wondering, hey, how come there was no review for Episode 7 and he had to tag it on to this episode's review? Well, to sum up swiftly, Mark and I are adults and we have adult obligations that just take up a lot of time. Wouldn't you say so, Mark? Also, by the way, Mark is here. Say hello. Heck yeah, I'm here. And heck yeah, I'm an adult. Now listen to me talk about a cartoon. Exactly. I mean, why would you have it any other way? Let's talk cartoons. But before we get into that, may I remind you folks that if you enjoy hearing content like this, where we adults like to talk about animation cartoons, whether they're in movies or TV shows, be sure to subscribe to my channel, The Matt Seller Podcast. Like these videos and, you know, share amongst your friends and family. It really helps us out. And be sure to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at MJSella, where I like to post animation and art that I occasionally do. Also, I have a Twitch channel. I like to stream myself doing some animation in Toon Boom Harmony. Isn't that fun? Anyway, without further ado, Mark, let's do a quick recap of what our thoughts are on Episode 7, Ida's Requiem. In a couple senses, what did you think of that episode? Um, It was a perfectly fine episode where introduced to well technically we're introduced to three coven heads two of them are really cool one of them winds up being a former love interest of Ida, who we meet and is a bard which is cool but rain has stage fright and that's very funny that they have that because they're a bard and bards perform and also king and lose enter a race to be able to then broadcast a message across the boiling aisles because that's part of the prize and uh, all around is pretty fun i don't know how well the two stories mesh or really balance with each other but it has a very cute heartwarming ending at least for king who then basically signs adoption papers for Ida is now king clawthorn and it I, th- I think the ending was a lot more fun for me than the episode as a whole. I liked it quite a bit. I do like that Ida is now more aware of Belos's plan and is honestly horrified by that, but just that she really just is and wants to be the mom for King and Luz. And, you know, the thought of not kind of just genuinely emotionally upset her. And it was just really sweet. Yeah, to quickly echo your thoughts there, it was good to kind of give more Ida relationship backgrounds, especially with Rain. I actually liked that character quite a bit. I like the conflicting personalities and occupation that you might come to expect from a bard. And they really did a good job at having chemistry with Ida. So it was kind of sweet to see that old flame kind of like reignited a little bit. But obviously they had to like separate due to circumstances of the Covenant and all that. And I do believe Rain was captured so they'll definitely be coming back in a later episode, I think playing a key part for Ida versus the Emperor Bellows. Now, I kind of agree with you. The A plot and the B plot definitely felt disjointed kind of in a way, but I would argue saying that the B plot was just a very small fraction of the episode itself. It was mostly too entirely focused on Ida and her relationship with Rain rekindling. But we got some really good things out of that episode and we got to see king's father in full form more or less so those who had theories about emperor bellos being king's father looks like that was dashed out the window but uh everything i think from Ida's requiem ties directly into now what we're going to be discussing episode eight of season two are you ready for that mark let's do it all right well we'll go into this format as quickly as i can so i will say what 
What is this episode, knock knock, knocking on Hootie's door, all about? Well, to simply put, Hootie tries to help King, Ida, and Luce with their problems, but it doesn't go as well as he thinks it would've. Man, I cannot speak today, but that is generally what the episode is about. Uh, Mark, I'm gonna hand the rein back over to you again. What were some of your takeaways from this episode? Uh, well, like we mentioned, it's a three-part episode. It's Hootie recounting his initially at believed to be failures, but actual successes in helping all the people who live inside him. That's still kind of creepy to say. And um, just, you know, it's nice to see that him and Lilith are, you know, actually pen pals. It's nice to know Hootie can actually I mean, he can't write, but I guess at least he can type because I was going to have concerns about that. If I could say real quick, Mark, I actually had a humongous laugh at the opening of this episode. You see Hootie banging his head against a typewriter. I actually thought that was kind of funny. As all great writers do. But anyway, um, yeah, so he helps out King and there's uh, Matt. There was a funny joke there. You probably want to mention that one. But King discovers, you know, at the very least, he has a cool screaming power, which is good because he's notoriously noted in the fandom for his little high-pitched squeals and screamings. Ida, and probably more than ever, I mean, quite literally more than ever, comes to turn with the curse just being a part of her now, and that has some great payoff. And um, for everyone else, you know, now, finally, Luz and Amity are gonna be going out together, and it's gonna be cute, and it's still amazingly awkward for both of them just to even hold the other's hand. But, you know, the relationship is making progress, which is so great, because I think in so many instances especially as cartoons have become more serialized as opposed to episodic we've seen relationships and this isn't even something exclusive to cartoons so much as just serialized media just be relationships just get dragged out to the point where actually at the end you almost don't care if it's a will they won't they thing but here they clearly will and it's great and i do think or having three plots having them all connected by hootie certainly helped and this is probably one of the best paced episodes for me out of season two so far no yeah i think you and i marked we talked about this how difficult it can be juggling three plot lines at once on a single televised episode and i thought this episode did really well handling those three plots some weren't as long and in-depth as you may want sometimes but that's okay that doesn't need to happen to me in terms of its story structure really reminded me of ducktales episode sword of swanstein which is still kind of hard to say sometimes that episode did a really good job at tackling somewhat different plot lines of people who had like different arcs of growth that they needed to face while at the same time it makes sense within the overall story to tie it all together or why they relate to each other. And I think this episode of Owl House did a really good job at emulating that as well, or at least that structure itself. So I thought they did a good job there. And yeah, you you said it quite well that the fact that even though Hootie was trying to fix their problems, thought he was a failure, each character in their own plot line discovered a little bit something important about themselves. Like King learned he could do the Fuswa Da ability, which I actually thought was great. So he does have some magical prowess of some sort. He could screech and scream so loud that it will shatter objects around him. And I actually thought that was quite fitting for him. Not only that, we can confirm he's not a Cthulhu, but he may still be a pocket monster. Yeah, I lost my mind when I saw that list that Hootie May was saying like, hey, you're a demon, so let's find out what kind of demon you are. Here's a basic list. I love how everything is either a yes 
or question mark, but we definitely know he's not Cthulhu. So take that as you will. Yeah. Glad that prevailing fan theory went out the window now. Exactly. But yeah, there were a lot of great jokes in that segment, I would say, Mark. I had some laugh out moments a lot with Hootie. I think my favorite segment would be Ida's dream sequence. We got a lot more closer to her personal life growing up, what the owl beast has done to her and her family's relationships. We even got to see her father, which I was a little surprised we were going to see that because I don't know why with Disney properties, I always assume one parent was dead from the beginning kind of thing. You know what I mean? For sure. But no, we got to see Ida's father. And when a scuffle happened, the Albi side of Ida attacked her father. I was blown away. And I'm not going to show this screenshot because, you know, YouTube can be iffy on this. But they actually showed blood in this episode, like human-esque red blood. I did not expect that on a Disney Channel show. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's been done before somewhere, but that threw me for a loop, Mark. No, yeah, that was exciting to see and certainly added to the stakes of the scene and why Ida, another reason why Ida is so estranged from her family. Exactly. It adds a sense of realistic tension and what you said, stakes, real stakes of death and injury. That's something that we all try not to think about a lot when it comes to these cartoons, but when they get into those moments, you know, we want these characters to survive and not get hurt. For sure. Plus, she gets a cool harpy form now. I think that was like one of my favorite payoffs is the fact that while it doesn't seem like Ida has regained her abilities of magic just yet, she did gain herself a devil trigger form, aka a harpy lady form, and I'm all here for it. But then what did you think of the super embarrassing, super cute love boat scene? I think that was definitely the shortest, and I wouldn't say it was... It didn't have the payoff you may have expected from King or Ida's, because both those two, they gained something, King's ability... Ida's harpy form. But what I think worked for Amity and Luce's is even though it was the kind of story where Luce is trying to build up the courage to ask Amity out, but Hootie was just kind of putting them in a circumstance that she feels like would have been way embarrassing, kind of against what Luce thought Amity thought would be cool or something. Eventually, all the plot lines do tie together, and Hootie maybe inadvertently created a circumstance where Luce can be transparent with Amity and ask her out. Of course, with the help of Ida helping things along with that, because, you know, Ida knows how hard it can be. Ida's Ida's the best. If there was ever any doubt, Ida is the best winged woman you could get. But yeah, it was the shortest, probably not the most impactful for me because we kind of already knew there was that relationship going. But hey, they finally took another step in their relationship and I'm all here for it. Absolutely. And lest we forget, King's father showed up and Hootie did the smart thing and ate the bug and the letter he left behind. Yeah, that's right, folks. Uh, We got more revelations in this episode. We actually got to see King's father and he spoke, which made me lose my mind because when I first heard the word, I thought... The Mala Twins was in this episode. No, it was King's father, who, even though he's not credited in the credits, I swear to the gods, that must be Kevin Michael Richardson voicing King's father. I strongly believe that is him. If you think I'm wrong or know I'm wrong, depending on when this episode was recorded, which was July 31st, I swear to the gods, that was Captain Gantu being King's father. And I'm all, all, all here for it, dude. Oh, heck no. He is a absolute treasure and a delight to hear in all his voice acting roles, which he has so many over the years. But yeah, no, until I hear otherwise, I'm 
willing to bet my bottom dollar that's him if I know my voice actors like I think I do. Well, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, what did you think of this episode, The Owl House Season 8? And don't forget, 7, knock, knock, knocking on Hootie's door, as well as Ida's Requiem. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, consider going to my Patreon. Follow me on Twitter and watch me do some animation on my Twitch channel. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Sella. And this is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. <laughs>